Welcome to GNWP's third podcast. My name is Grace Felton, and I'm here with two of my colleagues, Lauren and Lori. I'm all ha- asked to introduce themselves. Um, both of them have just gotten back from trips where we did, where GNWP did some exciting project work. Um, Lauren, I'll ask you to maybe tell us a little bit about your trip to Colombia. Um, this was especially exciting, I know, because of the signing of the peace agreement between the Colombia government and the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. Um, can you talk a little bit about the events and maybe about how you feel the peace agreement might affect the work of GNWP and its members? Thanks, Grace. So, yeah, the, the peace agreement hasn't been signed yet. It's, it's scheduled to be signed March 23rd of this year, so just another month or so away. Um, but the, there's a lot of talk about the peace agreement right now. It's, um, there's different kind of areas of the agreement that are being finalized, and there's a lot of momentum going towards this peace agreement. So it's a really great time to be going to Colombia and to be really talking about peace and how to implement peace. Um, GNWP has been partnering with some of our Colombian members on on different projects since 2012 is when we first began localization with our GNW with our with our uh, Colombian partners there. Um, so we are now back there, and we did work with some of our organizations. Um, like Red Nacional de Mujeres, uh, CIASE, which stands for Corporación de Investigación y Acción Social y Economía, as well as Colección 1325. Our our workshops were meant to follow up on on localization that began there uh, a number of years ago. So when we were there before, the, the organizations and the communities work together like our other localization programs to, to develop uh, local action plans. And the advocacy strategy there has, has slightly altered, so they're still using these localization, I'm sorry, the local action plans, but they're also using them kind of in conjunction with women's agendas to work towards determining what uh, what items and, and pieces that that relate to women peace and security that can be entered and, and inserted into local development plans um, so this was really great because we were able to see in some of the communities how how this evolution of, of advocacy and and work towards inserting these, these plans into their development plans has has progressed, um, and something new for us this time was we had our first ever localization workshop with indigenous communities and indigenous leaders. So this was really exciting. Um, the structure of the government and and their kind of development planning is quite different than in non-indigenous communities. So it was. 
a different um, kind of a different type of planning process. They have rather than local development plans, they have something called um, life plans, and and so we we worked with with our members there and with some of the local authorities and indigenous women activists to to talk about points that they wanted to bring up and discuss in in these conversations and discussions that occur when creating or, or altering these uh, life plans. So that's kind of a, a brief, but I guess maybe a bit long, <laughs> um, explanation of, of how our trip went. But it was it was really successful. We had a lot of really great meetings. We were really excited to to work with our members, and we had some really great outputs. Thank you. That sounds really interesting. Um, at the Indigenous workshop, did you come away with any themes that you felt were universal to the participants that were involved? In the Indigenous workshop, um, so the, the thing that's pretty interesting is within each, uh, they're, they're, they're called sort of like uh, reserves in a way. They're, they're, they're bodies of land and they can be in different departments or different municipalities. Um, but the government structures here are not the same as the government structures in non-Indigenous non communities, but they're also not always the same amongst Indigenous communities. So, for example, I was talking to one participant and she explained to me the government structure in her community, and I spoke to a different participant from a different um, like reserve, and her community's government structure was completely different. So this is part of the reason why it's it's a very different process when talking about development plans. Um, and, and as I said, they, they don't call them development plans either, but, but something that acts in a similar way. Um, but within these plans that they use, and, and I, I mentioned what they were called before, they're called life plans or, or planes de vida. These plans are not within every community, um, but they act in a way that, I mean, as they, as they say, talk about life and, and how the community wants to, to live and, and exist. So within these life plans, some of the common themes are, are things like territory, education, um, health, uh, nature, and, and kind of this coexistence. So, so something that was a really interesting output from these workshops is the different group members and, and participants thought of ways to, to bring gender and to bring equality and, and peace into these discussions in these entry points and in these themes. So it was a bit of a different outcome than, than the workshops with the non-Indigenous communities, but it was, it was really interesting and, and there were similarities in the way that, uh, you know, wanting equal education or, or wanting um, decision-making roles for women, but but kind of inserted into a different way. So what would you feel like is the next step for Columbia and GNWP and its members' work there? There's actually a lot of, a lot of interesting next steps. Um, 
so of course, you know, continually continuing the localization work and and really as as we talked about while we were there, um, you know, the signing of a peace agreement doesn't mean the work is over. It it typically means uh, a lot of the work starts, right? So so really helping to use localization as a means of implementation is is probably our biggest goal. Um, but we also had some really interesting conversations with other participants and other members and partners about some other projects that we're excited to explore to help build a culture of peace in Colombia and to help really think about other ways to implement peace among the community and, and, and to really spread a new way of, of thinking about peace and security. That sounds great. Um, now I'm going to pass the mic over to Lori, if you'll just introduce yourself and tell us about the trip that you just came back from, um, participating in the Gender is My Agenda campaign um, in Ethiopia. Maybe tell us a little bit about what the objectives of this event were. Sure. Um, so Mavic and myself went to Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Um, for about a week. So we went in January. Um, the 17th and 18th were the two-day summit for GMAC. The 19th and 20th were the pre-gender summit for the African Union. Um, and then there were a couple of complementary events that I'll also talk about. Um, so both of these summit events feed into the actual African Union summit where the government officials from different states in Africa meet to talk about different agendas and 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 going forward. Um, so there's a particular focus on women's rights this year, and there are numerous um, agendas that are specific to Africa, like the Mobutu Protocol and the 2063 Agenda, and also they're focusing on, on how to tie that into the SDGs. So we were there really to participate for the first time, um, and we were also there to specifically advocate for South Sudan and our members in South Sudan and the peace process. Thank you. Um, were there any particular speakers or topics that stood out for you um, that you felt like were especially important to be discussing at this time? There was definitely a theme on gun violence, which since there are several states in Africa that are experiencing conflict, um, there was definitely some focus on the Central African Republic, um, the Democratic Republic of Congo, South Sudan, um, the only state to have its own particular session during the GMAC was Burundi. Um, there's a particular focus on Burundi given the current escalation of violence and conflict between the government and those that oppose the the new term of the president. Uh, so those are, are some of the the key uh, ses sessions that were important. There were also some economic sessions and 
and basically the documents and the objectives or the outcomes that came out of these four days were then compiled into two documents and were then used during the actual AU summit. That's great. Um, you mentioned that GNWP was advocating for South Sudan and the issues that are going on there. Can you talk a little bit more about um, what's happening on the ground in South Sudan? Sure. There, there's a combination of things that are going on. The peace agreement was signed in August 2015, um, but there have been quite a few problems. Um, there are violations to the ceasefire and, and specifically to the agreement with um, certain stipulations and a disagreement between the second vice president um, and the president. So though the transitional government was supposed to be in place by now, uh, it is not in place. And so there are complications with that. So one of the things that we were advocating for, um, there is a consortium on, on the ground in South Sudan of women's organizations, and they're calling for implementation of the 25% women for the new transitional government. And they're also calling for the Speaker of the Parliament to be a woman. So those were some of the things that we were advocating for while we were there. There was also a high-level meeting that took place that focused on the hybrid court and truth and reconciliation. So there's definitely concerns surrounding that and the topics of amnesty. Um, there are issues surrounding where that court is actually going to be. Um, it's, it's complicated because though it would be good to have it outside of the country, um, there's a fear that that could um, remove victims that should probably be able to speak at the court that might not even know it's going on or they might not be able to get to it. So um, there are a lot of different complicated things going on at once on the ground in South Sudan. Okay, thank you for that explanation. Um, and was there anything that you found was the most impactful in the events that went on, any of the conversations or anything in particular that um, stayed with you or that you felt like that we could really make progress with? I think there were a couple things that happened. Um, there was definitely a lot of talk about how we have enough resolutions and that there's a need to just implement what we already have. Um, and so that was a very, that was something that we heard many times. Um, I think, you know, the topic of finance came up quite a bit. Um, and there's a general concern for the level of violence, um, in Burundi and a feeling that the international um, agencies and different governments need to do more to work with the president of Burundi to solve the situation. 
so those were some of the things I think that came out of it that were really important. And for GNWP, we also had um, some separate meetings that were uh, important for us going forward um, and working with new organizations. And um, one of the other meetings that we attended while we were there was for, it was a preliminary meeting for the CSW in New York. So a lot of the different representatives from African states were able to talk about the particular panels and work they'll be doing while they were here. So that was another interesting thing that we participated in. Okay, so the CSW, um, the Commission on the Status of Women, CSW 60 is coming up uh, next month in March. Um, so uh, can you talk a little bit about GNWP's involvement um, in any events for CSW? Sure. So right now, the three events that we are ready to announce take place the first week. So on March 15th, we have two events. The first one is the Repression Against Civil Society, an Obstacle to the Achievements of the SDGs. Uh, that will take place at the Salvation Army. One of our partners for that event is Cordaid. The other event that we have that day is the role of the media in the attainment of Goal 16 and the SDGs, and that we are partnering with Pieces Loud and Austria. That event will be at the UN. And then on March 17th, we have the complementarity between the Women, Peace, and Security and the Youth, Peace, and Security agendas. That will be at the International Peace Institute at the Church Center. And that will be in partnership with UNOY, Cordaid, World Vision, UN Women, PBSO, UNDP, and Youth, Peace, and Security. We do have some other potential GNWP events that we'll be ready to announce later. And of course, we'll keep everybody updated on all the other events going on as well. Okay, well, thank you so much, both of you, and thank you for tuning in to our third podcast for GNWP. Um, and please uh, check us out at gnwp.org. Um, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in next time for our next podcast. Thanks.